we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis. Matthew 22 and 35. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him, this was a Pharisee, asked him a question, tempting him, saying, Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Now, you know, the Bible said he, he came to question him, tempting him, trying to get him, <laughs> and said, Master. They always start out with that. Like, if you don't think he's the master, why you call it a master? That's such, that's such an insult. Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? They thought they had it. Jesus said unto him something that wasn't even a commandment. Jesus made a commandment right then. When you the word, you can do that. Y'all don't understand what being the word is. When you're the word, what you say is. Because you're the word. Like, he's like, y'all messing with me? Don't you know what I say? Whatever I get ready to say is. Look, Jesus put a dude's ear back on. And it worked. Dude, how you gonna step that? Who had put a dude's ear on before him? I mean, do you know what that is? To pick an ear up, be like, bro, here you go. Look, <laughs> Peter. And a dude sitting there like. <laughs> and Jesus somewhere having a conversation. Look, Peter, see, if you live by the sword, you're that dude over there just. looked at him and said thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. First commandment when? Right now. <laughs> then the second one is thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Bam! Y'all, this is the deepest thing that Jesus ever said. He summed up all of the law into two. Y'all know how cold that is? That is so... I mean, you'd have to be Jesus to do it. Like, who would have thought, especially the second, because later on he said, the second one covers all of them. Love your neighbor as you put somebody else before you and you'll never sin. He said on these two commandments hang all the law. Everything is in these two. Amen. Many erroneous doctrines today fail to recognize the deity of Jesus Christ because of their flawed understanding of him. He was much more than a what? Than a prophet. They all claim that he was a prophet. They take the deity away from Jesus so that they can continue in the law. They don't want the law fulfilled. They want to fulfill the law. 
That's who the Pharisees, that's why the Pharisees was mad at Jesus because the law is what separated them from the people. Without the law, they're just regular people. So they didn't want Jesus to come make them regular. Amen. Yeah, that's why black Hebrews, the son of the, 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 the lost tribe and all of this stuff, if we take that special skin color away, you're just a person and you need Jesus. So they don't want Jesus to come along because Jesus is going gonna, is gonna to level the playing field and make us all equal. Amen. Y'all ever, you know, some of you guys play pickup basketball, you know, and you be on the court and you good or whatever, but then somebody show up that's like playing on another level. Like he really like plays in the NBA or something and he gets on the court. He's Lord of the court now. You got demoted. No matter how good you were, if he's bring those skill, bring that skill set onto that court, then nobody's talking about you anymore. Am I telling the truth? That's what happens. And then they start saying, man, you must have been, you, you know where you come from. And then they don't even want him to play because he make everybody normal. Well, that's what Jesus did. Jesus came and made everyone normal. So the guys that thought they had power and they thought they had this and that, Jesus came and made them all human. Like, nope, they got flaws too. Watch them, look, heard their flaws. This is their flaws. But Jesus didn't have any flaws. So he just messed everything up. So he's like, you know, we're going to have to kill him because he's making us all look bad. We used to look good. But now we all look bad because good just showed up. Better than me just showed up. Nobody talks about second place. I remember Joe Jackson said that in the, in the Michael Jackson movie. Remember that? That's like, well, daddy, at least we won second. At least we didn't lose. He said second place is losing. Y'all know Joe Jackson was a prophet? Oh. He, he preached on that part. Second place is losing. So, <laughs> so that's the problem. When Jesus comes, you ain't special because you black. Man, I preach this message in here. Brother, you ain't special. Nothing about you is special when Jesus comes. First John 5 and 12. He that hath the Son hath what? Life. And he that hath not the Son, what? Has not, let's show you how important the son is. Is he just a prophet? Well, you call him whatever you want. He has some prophet in him. Call him whatever you want. But without him, you don't have life. So call him the life prophet. Unfortunately, many, and the thing that gets me is, you believe the Bible, but the Bible said that the greatest prophet that ever lived is John. Didn't the Bible say the greatest? Y'all read that? So the Bible you read says that John was the greatest prophet. Well, what was John prophesying? The coming of someone greater. I need to drop it if it didn't cost so much. Yeah, catch it. We got to stage that whole thing. Just Man. Unfortunately, many are present victims of spiritual abuse and hypocrisy perpetrated by, by the hands of a Christian. 
This offense has turned their hearts cold toward the true Christ and his teaching. So the reason why they don't like what Christ is saying is because somebody was teaching them, but they weren't living what they were teaching or they were abusing them with what they were teaching or they didn't stay together and got divorced teaching them about love and forgiveness. That's the worst one. You teach about love and forgiveness and then divorce. That does something to a child. Then they're wondering, okay, what were you teaching they go look for something to poke holes in what you taught. They're not going to just straight up tell you you're not telling the truth. They're going to go find an erroneous doctrine to come back and tell you something is wrong with your doctrine. This offense has turned their hearts cold. Hebrews 12 and 15 says, looking diligently lest any man fail of the grace of God. Lest any root of what? Bitterness springing up trouble you and thereby what? Man, the dudes that started this movement had a root of bitterness in them. The dude that started apostolic, the dudes that started assembly of God, the dude that started all of these offshoots of Pentecostalism, they had bitter roots. These roots of bitterness sprung up and caused them to come up with a doctrine to separate them from the people they were upset with. Eventually, that same bitter root did what? It defiled many. You know, because it yokes people to you. If you're teaching an angry doctrine to get back at folks, folks that's mad at their parents are going to follow you. Folks that's mad at themselves are going to follow you. Folks that can't forgive are going to follow the wrathful doctrine that allows them to be angry. You understand, the white man got you blind. He got you blind, and you can't see. You need to read the Bible. Bro, there's something else wrong with you. You mad about something, and I don't think it's the white man. They're angry, though. Something happened to them, so they just yoke up with somebody that's upset. I know I'm preaching in here. This need to go on YouTube. Some even desire to live under the law. Man, I would rather, they would rather live under the law to escape the personal responsibility of living according to Christ's teachings. Would rather live under the law and risk dying than to Live under Jesus because Jesus going to make us love our neighbor. But if we live under the law and the law says love your neighbor, we can miss it and then just atone for it with the blood of something. Self-atonement. I go on my own sabbatical fast and I won't put the white man's pork in my belly. That'll atone for the fact that I hate my brother. I, this is what they do for y'all they out there doing it now gonna earn their way into forgiveness you don't know that Jesus is all he already it's over he paid all of it all you gotta do is believe in him they don't wanna believe in him because he makes them believe in humans and trust and love and forgive and have relationships and get along 
and let stuff go. And see others the same way you see yourself and esteem them higher than yourself. You got to let them off the hook, bro. You got to let daddy off the hook. You understand what he did to me? Let him off the hook. They don't want to let him off the hook. Go give me the law. I'll slaughter five bulls. <laughs> Romans 8 and 3 says, For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, meaning your flesh can't handle the law, you're going to fail. God sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and for sin, condemned sin in the flesh. The son fixed it. He paid it with his own flesh. So you don't have to pay it anymore. All you have to do is accept what he did. But you can't accept what he did without accepting his teachings. You can't accept what he did without being like him. Man, don't you let that angry root grow up in you where you start looking at your skin color. Not at ABC. It was so funny. I was looking at that old video you sent in and I started picking out the Hebrews in that. This one went Hebrew. This one went Hebrew. Everybody that was mad at me and left start believing that Hebrew jump. Can I keep preaching? This is the logo for the Seventh-day Adventist church. Amen. And they are, a, that's, that's, they are a false belief. They tell you to have church on, Sunday, on Saturday because Saturday is the true Sabbath. That's not true. And even if it was, having church on a Sabbath has nothing to do with the Sabbath or the, the, the two. That, that's not what they did on the Sabbath. They rested on the Sabbath. I don't even understand what y'all talking about. Church ain't rest. I work in here. You better move it to Monday, bro. That's a work day for me. What if you full time? Some stupid stupidness. When Christ's enemies questioned him about the law to make him validate its prevalence, Christ turned the tables on them and put the focus on their what? That's what he always does. He's just going to put the focus on your behavior. Always. Matthew 23 and 3. All therefore whatsoever they bid you, whatever the Pharisees tell you to do according to the law, observe it and do it. But don't do after their works, for they say... And what? Do not. Don't do what the Pharisees are doing because they're saying one thing and they're doing something else. Because they can't live up to the law either. And it's so funny, these folks that believe in this law will cuss you out. They be cussing on their YouTube videos. Like you cussing? Man, I mean, your obedience to the law ain't helping you. You hate people. Fist always balled up. Using all your money on felt when you should be paying your child support. <laughs> Hancock fabrics will never be the same after they leave. All the purple, purple felt is gone. Little kids in kindergarten can't make little, they can't even have craft day. Because the Hebrews done went in there and got all the felt and the gold glitter to make them costume. <laughs> Saw a video, it was about a thousand of them. Brother Enoch, a thousand of them in felt. I started thinking how much money was all, the, all them uniforms. 
Some of the army of God and they all marching downtown in felt. Little kids crying, oh, my project. Mama, what we gonna do? We gonna have to use cloth, baby, because they got all the felt. <laughs> so and them same folks complained about people wearing suits in church. They would come to me, why the preacher wearing all the suits? Why they all dressed up? Why the, do you in a uniform? There's no difference in them wearing suits and you dressed like Street Fighter. Dude, what's the difference? It's a uniform. Foolishness. Don't do after them. They're telling you something to do. Man, have y'all, I ain't met a Hebrew Israelite I want to be like. Like, dude, you're doing all this talking to me, man. Do you know I don't want to be nothing like you? Like, nothing you have told me, nothing I see you doing is appealing to me, man. You're a bad example. You waited till late in your life, all them dumb mistakes you made, you had nowhere else to turn, so you turned to this on the street corner? You think I want to do this? Bible said don't do what they do. Because they say and do not. To love the Lord with all thy heart, soul, and mind means that knowing the entire law is not important. But love covers what? Man, if you're close enough to the Lord, it really don't matter. That's why I tell folks, I, I mean, I believe that baptism has a place, but baptism don't save nobody. Man, the, the thief on the cross loved Christ enough to skip that part. Uh-oh, see. They, 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 I just messed up somebody's theology. He skipped right over that part. He skipped right over Romans 10 and 9. He skipped right over the altar prayer. He skipped right over the slow song. Yes, Lord. He skipped over everything and walked right into the kingdom with Jesus because he loved him. Love covers a what? Proverbs 10 and 12 said, hatred stirreth up strife, but love covereth how many sins? How many sins? If you love the Lord with all your heart, soul, and mind, man, you're going to heaven. If you truly love him, even when you err, you will be sorrowful and desire to do better because of your love for him. So even when you mess up, if you really love him, you're going to desire not to mess up anymore. I'm going to desire to do the best I can because I love him. Ain't that what you do in your relationship? See, I can't even talk to some of these single brothers that ain't got no woman. Old selves. I'm not going there today. But when you're in a relationship, you understand that. I love this person, so even when they do something wrong, it ain't the end of the road. This is not a deal breaker if I love them. But when them children see deal breakers, mother and father got mad and then divorced. This scripture gets scrambled up. They don't understand. Why was that a deal breaker? And it makes them hard. It makes it hard for them to understand it. Y'all understand what I'm saying, right? Yeah, they don't understand because in the, in the, the, the folks that's both have been saved and Christians and believers couldn't stay together and work it out. Right. Something they did made them just have to depart from each other. That changes them. But true love, man, please. Me and my wife tell each other all the time, it just, we just got to work it out. Work it. I don't care. And sometimes it might take some time, but we're going to have to work it out because I ain't going nowhere. 
And she ain't going nowhere. You ain't going nowhere, are you? So we just going we just got to work it out. If it's love. If it's true love. And it makes you desire to do better just because it's love. So if I see I hurt her in some kind of way, I don't want to hurt her like that again. So that's why folk leave in churches because a lot of pastors can't preach this. They can't preach what I just preached. They can't preach it because they left their family. They can't preach it because they told folks in the church to divorce. Told members. I have members, people coming to me. My pastor told me to divorce. This action replaces the punishment with grace because of love. So you escape the punishment because of love. You get grace because of love. So if you love him with all your heart, your soul, your mind, it replaces the punishment. You ain't going to hell loving God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. You escape punishment. He'll apply grace to it. But he said, if you love me, you're going to do what? Do what? Keep my commandments. 2 Corinthians 7 and 10. For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation. Not to be repented of, but the sorrow of the world worketh death. So he said, man, it's all right to be sorry and feel bad because you did wrong. But godly sorrow is going to work repentance where you come before the Lord and say, I'm sorry, Lord, forgive me. It's you I love. That's why you got to be willing to give up anything he say give up. Sacred names. Oh, Lord, you better call him Yahweh, Elohim, and Yahshua. You don't call him Jesus. His name is Yahshua. All the demons I've cast out, brother, and I've cast out a lot of them. I've cast a bunch. I've cast out more demons than anybody in here, I promise you. I know I have. And and on different continents where it's different. Demons in Africa are different from, different from ours. I promise you they are. I, I promise you. There's some original demons in Africa that y'all ain't seen. Y'all just have, we, we just have the imposters. We have demons that haven't walked the earth as long. Hey man, a Japanese demon will try to... You better watch it. Was that racist? Oh, I have to cast Japanese demons out, bro. I, I had to cast, I've cast demons out on different continents. So don't you come to me, talk about no Yahshua, and you ain't cast nothing out saying that name. The devil will laugh at you. He'll say, say it in your language. I've seen him do it. He'll say, say it in your language. Gonna grab five Hebrew words and think you Hebrew. That's don't, that don't work nowhere. You can't do that. You can't do that anywhere. Go to China, learn five words in China, see how far you get. You won't get out the airport. I'm going to call him Jesus until he come. And then when he come, I'm going to say, Jesus! Because it's worked. Why change it now? Brother, you know, man, I love what you're doing. G. Craig, I love what you're doing. Man, what you're doing, but just this one thing. You love what I'm doing? Then shut up and love it. But this one thing, you got to start calling his name. What have you done with the name? How many demons have you cast out saying, Yahshua? One time these spiritual ladies was, was casting these demons out. I was casting this demon out of this girl. And man, it was taking forever or whatever. And they said, uh-oh, the prayer warriors are coming. 
we was in this church. So the prayer warriors started coming. As soon as they opened the door to the building, we, we were upstairs somewhere. As soon as they opened the, door, opened the door to the building, what happened? The girl started laughing. <laughs> she said, they're here. What's she talking about? She was talking about the prayer warriors. They came in there. And the devil just, the devil just laughing. He was just looking like, man, this is a show. I mean, do I need a ticket for this? This is, y'all, y'all watching this? Y'all watching this? And the devil just said that, man, they, they messed the whole thing up. We had to go, we had to go back and get demons. Had to go to the girl's house that night. They messed everything up. They came up there and brought every demon back. We the power warriors. God is got the power warrior. God is going to come out. You demon, you speaking in tongues. And the devil's like, man, I know all languages. What you saying ain't one. Why we just said we wasn't gonna we wasn't gonna get in their way. We just sat there and I was thinking like it's gonna be a long night when they get done. Yeah. They the prayer word, but they speak used to the speaking in tongues and God speaking and you know all that old stuff. But that don't work. The devil knows your intentions. That was going for energy. It's all energy with him. He don't have a body, so he's dealing in the realm that deals with energy. That's why yoga's so bad. You know, they're trying to tell you that yoga's not. We talked about that last week. But it's the energy, man. As long as it's manipulating energy and your chakras and junk, you better believe you sending messages somewhere. Loving your neighbor as yourself is such a powerful statement. It makes sin impossible without consequences. Love your neighbor as yourself makes it impossible for you to sin without hurting somebody. You hurt someone when you sin. So you can't just sin without hurting someone. So love your neighbor as yourself wipes away sin. Somebody didn't hear me. Jesus just summed all the commandments up and wiped sin away with one statement. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you think of others before you do stuff, you won't do nothing wrong. 1 John 4 and 20. If a man say, I love God and hated his brother, he's a liar. For he that loveth not his brother whom he hath seen, how can he love God who he hath not seen? So you got to love your brother first before you can love God. If you love your brother, you won't sin against them. Even if the Israelite priest atoned for your transgressions with the blood of an animal, the consequences of sin would always remain because someone was hurt by your actions. How many of you ever got forgiveness and still have to deal with the consequences? Consequences are there. Hebrews 10 and 4, For it is not possible that the blood of bulls and of goats should take away sin. Why? Because the, rem- the, 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 the everlasting effect of sin. You can get forgiveness for divorce, but you still hurt your children. You can get forgiveness for murdering somebody, but they still missing. Jesus died to pay for our sins. But the anger and the hurt from being sinned against is still an issue for the victims of it. Are y'all listening to me? The long-term effects of sinning against others is why Jesus said the whole law can be hung on these two. That's why these dudes are preaching this stuff because of the long-term effects of those that sinned against them. Galatians 5 and 14, for all the law is fulfilled in one word, even this. Thou shalt what? Love thy neighbor as thyself. Summary! 
Man, this was a good message today. The Sadducees and Pharisees in Jesus' day were very, familiar, very similar to our modern-day law-keeper doctrines. They make the law of more importance than the salvation of the... Do they even care about salvation? They care about winning. They want to make you wrong. That's it. Lawkeepers spend all of their time finding fault and defending their stance. And I was preaching in the Seventh-day Adventist church about five, six years ago. Who was there with me? Y'all remember that? You was there? I think I was finished with the sermon. And I, I left. I was finished with the sermon. I was in the pastor's office eating a cookie or something. And I heard some commotion going on in there. So I walked back in there. Some dude was standing up rebuking me. After I had preached. See, because when he said the sixth day, then the seventh day, and the seventh, and the sixth, and the sixth day was the seventh, and then the seventh was the sixth. And the, he just stood up, and then the pastor was like, yeah, you're right. He did do that. And I walked in like, dude, you just sold me out. Why'd you bring me? Yeah, I'm going to stand up and rebuke me in the church over some Sabbath stuff. Sadducees and Pharisees were very similar, though. They were more focused on punishment for not following the law than their love for others. Law-keeping doctrines are prevalent today because people do not want to follow an authority, but they would rather follow the law so they won't be responsible for living righteously. They don't have to live righteously. They're not responsible for it because the law is too hard to fulfill. But they don't want to live for Christ because Christ's going to make them deal with stuff. Man, I know I'm preaching. This practice precipitates hypocrisy. They quote the law, but they treat others badly. They can recite the law and still abuse, fornicate, curse people, and be racist toward other people groups. They can do all that with the law. You know why they can do it with the law? Because the law was given to a people group. And that people group was different from other people groups. Man, I just scrambled somebody's head up, didn't I? Yeah, because back then it was Jews and Gentiles and everyone else worshipped pagan gods and stuff. So the, the, the original Hebrews, they were a special group because they were the only one of their kind. And they had the law. And that's what they're trying to do now. They're trying to be a special people group, only one of them kind. But brother, no, no. The apostles came and preached the gospel to everyone. There is no more. It's not synonymous with a color or a people group anymore. Anyone can be saved. So your sons and daughters shall prophesy. And in that day, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall what? Whosoever. They appear righteous by reciting the law and wearing Old Testament. Lord, they appear righteous by reciting the law and wearing Old Testament. Why are you wearing the Old Testament stuff? But inwardly they are filled with hatred and what? Unforgiveness. They want the law but shun Christ. Listen to this. Because his grace would force them to extend grace to those that hurt them. That's why they can't do Christ because Christ going to make them forgive. Love that white man. Oh, no, I can't do that. Love your father. 
Love your mother. Go forgive your uncle. Forgive those that hurt you. That's what Christ would tell them. They, they can't, uh, nah. no, you don't understand how bad what they did to me was. So I'm going to stick with the law. They claim to be following God's way by adhering to the law. But they are really denying God's way because God's way is where? In Christ Jesus. He is the manifestation of grace for the law. And because he is the fulfillment of the law, he can sum the law up in his own actions that he exemplified. He's the fulfillment of it. So what he does is the fulfillment of the law. He told us to follow his example. Love God with everything and love your neighbor the same as yourself. Though the law taught us God's position on things, Christ taught us how to please God in spite of our flaws and errors. As long as we follow Christ, we can do what? Please God. Oh, this scripture. John 1 and 6 says, and this is the passage that starts out in the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. Down in 6, he says, there was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light that all men through him might believe. But he was what? He was not the light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. How many men? Every man. He was in, the, just the black men? Every man. He was in the world, and the world was made by him. And the world what? Knew him not. He came unto his own people, and his own did what? received him not but as many as have received him to them gave he power to what become sons of God folks you don't think folks from other races came to Jesus the Bible said they did other races other colors they came to Jesus one lady came to him and he said well it ain't right for me to give you know what I have to the dogs and she was like oh but the dogs eat the crumbs off the master's table he was like girl here pow <laughs> but as many as received him to him gave the power to become sons of God even to them that believe in, on his name which were born, not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but what? But God. And the word was made flesh. The word was what? Made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, and the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. This is not a prophet, because the word was made what? The very word y'all trying to tell Jesus, he is. He's the manifestation of. John bear witness of him and cried saying, this was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is prepared before me for he was before me. So even though he came after me, he was already here because he's God. And of his fullness have we all received what? Grace for grace. Even your grace have grace because of Christ. I'll grace your grace. For the law was given by Moses. But grace and truth came by who? Jesus Christ. Everyone stand to your feet. 
You've been listening to A True Church Perspective with Pastor G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of the Adamant Believers Council in North Richland Hills, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas 76124 or donate online at exministries.com. 